Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Welcome and welcome back. Now, um, as you know, I usually don't do um, lessons um, on any day aside from Wednesday and the Sabbath. But today I felt like there were some things that need to be said. Um. There's a few things that need to be said. Number one is in regard to my first, um, well, the lesson on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, and it is the um, lower statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. Now, you know, I always like to stay honest. So at one point, I believe I said um, Samaria was um, related to Yasharel. It's the Samaritans. Now, I don't know if Samaria is the Samaritans, but it's the Samaritans, like the good Samaritan um, uh, metaphor that um, Yeshua said. The Samaritans are the ones that are uh, related to Yasharal. And I have a scripture for you. I just like to be honest at all times. So Ezekiel 23 and 4 says, and this is, uh, the Most High speaking with Ezekiel, who is a major prophet, and he's discussing how he um, is upset with the children of Israel. Um, and this is what it says. And I'm going to read this. Hold on. Okay. And it says this. I'm going to read from one to four. And this is how you can tell that the Samaritans are um, a relation to Yeshua. Okay, Ezekiel 23, one through four. And the word of the Most High came unto me, Ezekiel, saying, Son of man, there are two women, the daughters of one mother, and they committed whoredoms in Mizraim. They committed whoredoms in their youth. There were their breasts pressed, and they bruised their teeth of their virginity. And the names of them were Ahola, which is the elder, and Ahola Ba is her sister. And they were mine. This is the most high saying this to Ezekiel to uh, communicate this to Judah and Israel. And they bared sons and daughters. Thus were their names. Samaria is Ahola and Jerusalem is Ahola Ba. Now, why is that important? Because the children of Israel have um they have relations they have cousins they have family outside of the um 12 there's family 
did the Most High choose them and have a contract with them? No. The Samaritans um, or Samaria, because I want to make it clear, because in my head I was like, which one did I say? Anyway, the Samaritans are the are Shemites. They're Shemites. Just, just to give you information, because I don't want people to say, oh, she don't know what she's talking about. I do. But if I have a lesson and I'm focused on one thing and I want to tell you something else, I don't want to go into the other thing. And sometimes um, in my head, because I can see it plainly in my head, in my head, I'm saying, okay, I have my head ready to do something else. Now I got to think to see, um, let me just, I don't like guessing. So if I didn't say it correctly, which I probably did, but I just want to make myself crystal clear. The Sumerians are related to Yasharel. However, they are Shemites. Um, and Abraham was a Shemite. But the Most High chose him. That was the Most High's friend. And the Most High had the contract with Abraham. That's one thing I want to clear up. I did not put that on the lesson, uh, the lowest statutes, precepts, and commands of the Most High. But like I said, um, when there's something that needs to be corrected, I'll do it on the next lesson. Since these go consecutively, you'll hear the correction or the clarification. That's number one. Number two, um, recently I've been having conversations and I, I usually have conversations with people. I usually, um, you know, uh, discuss with people and hear things while in passing or visiting or um in my travels dealing with people, um, people are discussing that they have the blues, quote unquote. And what are the blues? The blues sometimes um, can be considered like light depression or um, just feeling um, not themselves. And sometimes people can't put their finger on it. So um, this is what I have to say to those people. Um, who have the blues, a word of encouragement to these people who may have the blues at this time. A lot of people of color, I have to say of color, a lot of people of color get the blues during this time. And it's not to say that they get the blues more than anybody else. It's just that um, originally we were in a land that it always was sunny. It was always sunny, always the sun does something to the skin that does something to the enzymes in the brain, in the body that helps you be a little happier. Now, I did not do melanation versus um, mammy yet, but that has a lot to do with it. So that's one thing I want people to consider, but I'm gonna go into that more. A lot of times when the sun's not shining, and um, it's always damp and it's always cold. People get the quote unquote blues. And then sometimes people may be going through whatever they're going through and they need a little pick me up. So this is me giving you that little pick me up. Now, whoever is listening at the sound of my voice, you may not be feeling um, at your best and you may not be feeling your happy self. If you are happy or at your best um, during a time of whatever, whatever's happening in your life. So um, this is what I would like to say to you to pick up your spirit and to make you feel better. Water break.
here are some things that you could do. And this is for everybody. Now, for those people who are living in the United States, there's many states that don't get the sun all the time. Um, you could be in Washington State. You could be on a coastal area or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm on a coastal area. So I'm on the east side in the coastal area. And uh, we get four seasons. Um, some people get, um, well, a lot of people get four seasons. Some people get two seasons. Um, it's sunny and it's rainy. Or it's a little bit cold and they believe it's real cold. But we we know cold. Chicago knows cold. I mean, we, you know, like the um, the Midwest knows cold. Um, New York knows cold. You know, we know cold. And sometimes the sun is not shining or the clouds are covering the sun because the sun is always shining. Not unless it's on the other side of the world. But um, when the sun is not shining, people don't feel all that great. But those people in um, um, countries that get sun constantly, they don't get those winter blues because the sun is always there. And like I said, in the beginning, everybody was melanated. So we didn't have this problem until people who was not melanated start stealing people. Just saying. Anyway, um, so if you live in a area that doesn't get a lot of sun, this is what I want to say to you. And this is for everybody who's feeling the blues or not feeling at their best. And I know I keep reiterating, but you need to understand. There are not 10 things I want to say about that. Number one is to check your caloric intake, meaning check the things that you're eating. We already know that um, some areas um, in the United States and Canada doesn't get a lot of sun because there's seasons. So what you want to do is make sure what you're eating doesn't affect your mood because that saying you are what you eat, yes, it's true. Okay. So you want to um, make sure that your vitamin levels are up. You want to make sure that what you're eating is healthy. You don't eat a lot of junk food because that does something to you. Sugar is the devil. Um, if you're going to eat something and you want it to be sweet, grab a piece of fruit. Um, you don't have to uh, rely on all of these processed foods that wreck your body. They wreck them down to the ground, really. And today's times, who knows what they put in the fruit? Just saying. Be more mindful of what you're putting in your body because a lot of times that um, is a... Um, that is something that can regulate your mood. Your mood. That is um, a recipe for disaster. I mean, sometimes when you're eating sugary things in the morning and stuff like that, that's a recipe for disaster. So you want to steer clear from sugars, okay? Um, especially those who have diabetes type two. Type one is a, a hard one, so um, you have to really be careful. But um, type two, you develop type two. You could be born with type one. You don't, you're not born with type two. You made type two. Anyway, that's what I was saying. Um, just be careful of your caloric in um, intake. And I want to stress vitamin D. Like I said, and I continue to say in many of my lessons, vitamin D is your friend, people of color. Vitamin D is your friend. You were born in an area that had complete sun. 
And many people who don't live in that sunny area all the time, like Africa, Africa gets sun and then they get rain. Sun and rain, but the sun is still shining when the rain is there. So your body is equipped for the sun. When you don't have the sun, there's where the problems come in. Those people that were stolen from the sunny place and brought over here and their, um, their progeny are here in the land of their captivity, they're not getting enough sun. That's number one. It's regulating their mood. It's regulating a lot of stuff. It's throwing their body off and they don't even know. So what I say to you is every person, and you can ask a doctor, go online, look up vitamin D and see how vital it is for you, children of Israel and other people of color. See how vital it is for you. A simple um, 1,000 milligram or uh, microgram MG, I don't know whether it's micro or milo, um, can make a difference. You may want to check with your doctor first. But uh, vitamin D is vital to you. Vitamin D is vital to you. It's not only a vitamin, it's an enzyme that your body needs. Uh, Non-melanated people, um, they don't need that much. But the more melanated you are, the more you need it. And guess what? People are not just going to come and tell you. The average doctor is not going to come and just tell you. I'm just letting you know. If you don't ask, they're not going to tell you. Not unless they're a good, decent doctor with um, um, integrity. Moving on. That's number one and two. Check your caloric intake and check your vitamin levels and your enzyme levels, which is D's, um, B's. I stress D, but D's, B's, C's, zinc, magnesium, check those, okay? Because they do regulate mood. And just because our bodies are a product of the globe, and it is, our, um, our um, vitamins and minerals in our body is found on the earth and in the earth. You want to make sure that they're balanced at all times. Sugar's the devil. Nobody had no sugar back there. Mm -mm. Biblical times, who had sugar? They had honey. Natural honey from the bees. The bees throw up. That's honey. Bee throw up is honey. Today's honey, if you not, if you don't have a raised bee farm, and you know the bees are dying, if you don't have a raised bee farm, you don't know what's in there, honey. Honey is not supposed to be poured so easily. It's thick. Remember, it's somebody's throw up. It's the bees throw up. Uh-huh, that's what honey is. Anyway, so you want to make sure, um, and it's kind of hard because I did upload, uh, uh, especially in the United States, I did upload some information about how um, corporations and companies are cheating in the food that you, um, you're you eating. They may, it may not be 100% honey, honey. So you want to just make sure, this is what I say about myself and I'm going to say to you too. How important are you to yourself? How important are you to your children? How important are you to your spouse? How important are you to your family? How important are you to your friends? Ask yourself that all the time. And this will give you some kind of idea to give you a jolt to let you know how important you are to every member of Everybody you know, your family, your friends, your loved ones, your spouse, you, okay? If you're not going to look after yourself, who's going to look after you? And nine times out of 10, I'm speaking to the women. I'm talking to the men too, because we need you too. Your family loves you. Your friends love you. But for the women who are the caretakers, 
You can't help the rest of your family if you don't take care of yourself. And that's mind, body, and spirit. Okay? All right. So that's one and two. I said check your caloric intake, meaning check stuff that you eat and check your vitamin levels, especially D, children of Israel, and everybody else who's listening. Number three, check what you're paying attention to. Okay? Um, if there's something negative, a lot of times your outlook is going to be negative. I don't care if it's in the background, if it's white noise, if it's whatever, it's going to seep in. It's bad enough we got the devil talking to us all the time. It only takes for you to start listening to him. Now, you can hear what's being said at all times, okay? Because he does get to the mind. You can hear. Now, the devil can't read your mind, but he can't throw thoughts in it. You can hear what's being said. But when you start listening to it and paying attention to it, that's when it's a problem. Okay, so be careful what you pay attention to. Listen to more positive things. Give yourself affirmations. And as a matter of fact, there's some books that I can refer you to that has some really good affirmations and it has exercises in it for you to do. And that's wonderful. So I'll be, um, I'm going to, and I'll talk about this again. I'm going to upload a link so you can see if you can um, order these books. They're going to be on Amazon. Great books, great, great, great. Um, you could take them on the go. They're simple reading, very, um, um, it's a good, solid foundational book with good, positive um, affirmations, spiritual affirmations for you. So that's one thing that I'm going to um, upload the um, link. Can't do it today, but when the link is available, I will definitely do it and I'll say it again. Okay, number four. Is keeping yourself occupied with something that you're interested in. Um, if you pick a hobby um, or something that you like to do on your to-do list, bucket list, whatever list you call it, uh, push yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, even if you're shy, make yourself do it because it'll be enriching you. Every time we learn something new, Oh, that's number five. I'll just say that. Okay. Uh, like I said, um, keep yourself occupied with something that you want to do or something that you're interested in. I don't care what it is. Make yourself do it. That's number four. Number five is learn something new. Stimulate your brain. Every time you learn something new, it forces your brain to think a certain way. Mm -hmm. It's like vitamins for your brain. To do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, you're not challenging your brain. A lot of times when they uh, when there's people who have brain disorders or they have um, the progressive um, brain diseases like, um, you know, those brain diseases, I ain't going to pick any specific one. Um, they usually give uh, the person or the elderly person um, little tasks to do, something new that they can learn. And this helps. Um, if you're not using your brain, you're going to lose it. Mm -hmm. This is what doctors say. If you don't use your brain, you're going to lose it. Um, even with the progressive, um, the progression of aging in an adult, if you keep reiterating things, if you keep that person busy, that helps the brain. Now, some people used to say that there was no uh, real um help for somebody who was losing um the memory part of their brain 
which people are coming to know. That's why I say facts change all the time as, as far as science goes. Um, now they're saying Alzheimer's disease is a type of brain diabetes. That's what they're saying. Do some homework. They're saying it's a type of brain diabetes. Now, what is diabetes? It's when you're eating foods high in sugar and, um, and it's throwing off the glucose levels. Well, your brain needs that too. It needs the glucose. It needs all of that stuff to go and to continue to think for you. If you are damaging it with all this um, stuff that shouldn't be in your body, you're doing it. So it would bring me back to number one and number two, checking your, um, your caloric intake. Stop eating all these Franken foods and stuff that's not real and GMOs. Every day that um, time goes by, this is what happens. They're trying to shove it down everybody's throat, especially in the United States. So check that. And like I said, um, learn something new and it's stimulating your brain. Number six, um, do some exercise. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, especially in the United States. Outside the United States, people are not as fat as the people in the United States. People in the United States are very lazy. Mm -hmm. And when I mean lazy, I'm not talking about getting up, go to work, um, taking care of your business or whatever. Uh -uh. I'm talking about really taking care of your health. I'm talking about exercise. Uh huh. Way back in biblical days, they didn't have no choice but to exercise because there was no cars. There wasn't no bikes. There wasn't no skateboards. There wasn't nothing with a wheel on it. Well, they had chariots, but most of the people walked. And walking is good. If you walked one block, one block, and cut out the sugars and all of this stuff that you put in your body, you would lose weight. Even those people over, the women over a certain age who their hormones is fluctuating over 40, over 50, their hormone, hormones is fluctuating, try exercising and watching what you eat. And like I said, keeping your vitamin levels um, up. Mm -hmm. And you will see the difference with men, because men's metabolism is different and their hormonal levels are different. If they say like if a husband and wife were both 400 pounds, just say it. And, uh, and they both stopped eating the junk and they started walking. The man will lose weight faster than the woman, but that doesn't mean that the woman can't lose the weight. She just has to do something different because her hormones are different. But for a man, you cut out that junk that you eating and you start walking, or even if you had a treadmill in the house or do some simple exercise, because they have some good programs on YouTube. There's people that do stuff. Even if you're not as mobile, there's still exercises for you too. You can lose the weight. You can, you can. I mean, I can tell you a story about myself now and I probably will. So this is what, this is the issue. All right. When I was younger, I had a, an accident, right? Um, and it put me in a place of limited mobility for many years, many years. And uh, it affected my spine and it affected my legs. So it was hard for me to do anything for many years. Now, before I got injured, I wasn't even 100 pounds. Okay. I was like 90, between 92 and 95 pounds. Okay. Because I'm, I'm very petite. When I got into the accident, I blew up. I must have been like, mm, I, I want to say 130, 100, probably 135. And I know some people are listening going, what kind of mess? But I've never been 
a large person. Never, ever, ever, ever. I've never been a large person, but not being able to be mobile put a lot of weight on me. Um, when I was able to move around more, I started to exercise. I did the exercise that was conducive to me. Okay, you don't go and do all these strenuous exercises. You got to take some things into consideration. You got to take age. You got to take mobility. You got to take um, demographics like where you live because you don't want to, if you don't live in a great neighborhood, you don't want to go out there and start walking. You have to take some things into consideration. So even if you don't leave your house, if you can't leave your house, you could go on YouTube and there are exercise regiments for everybody. When I say everybody, I mean everybody. So I started doing those exercises and I lost, I dropped pounds. I say that to say, that's that's what I'm trying to tell you. Um, do some exercise. Okay, um, number seven. If you work from home and you're on the computer all day, take short breaks. Move away from that computer. Because when you stick in front of a computer or sit yourself in front of a computer all day and you're looking at the computer in a short, because uh, the computer is like maybe less than an arm's length away, your eyes are being damaged because the peripheral part of your eyes are not being used. I got that from an um, optometrist. What you need to do is two things. Periodically, you need to get up and walk around, and then you need to do some exercises while you're in your seat. Do not sit in front of a computer all day. It's wrecking your eyes um, with that glare, too, because some computers don't even have that glare screen. It's wrecking your eyes. It's wrecking your peripheral, and it's wrecking your body, because sitting in a seat all day is not good for your spine. Ask me how I know. Anyway. Like I said, get up, walk around, go to your front door. If you live in a house or an apartment building or a townhouse, wherever, if you live in a dwelling that you can open up the door, open up your front door and see the outside, that's what you do. If you live in an apartment building, go to the window and look outside. Just take a good look and take some deep breaths. Just for about five minutes. Not even five minutes. If you don't have five minutes, do it for one minute. Remember, one minute is one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, all the way up to 60. That's one minute. Okay? Because people people in their, in their minds and in their heads believe that they're doing something that they're really not doing. So like I said, periodically, if you sit in front of a computer, do yourself a favor. Get up, walk around, look at something else. For a little bit, uh, a little bit, and then come back. You will feel much better. Trust me. Okay, that's number seven. Number eight is stay hydrated, like me, getting ready to drink this water. Hold on. Okay. Our bodies are seventy percent liquid. Seventy percent, just like the earth. The earth is seventy percent water. Are we not connected to the earth? Yes, we are. Remember the Most High said he took dust of the ground. And I'm going to say this. The Most High said he took dust of the ground. Okay? In the middle of the earth, he took the dust of the ground. Where's the middle of the earth? 
ask yourself the question. One part of the middle of the earth is Ghana. Look at the dirt on the ground. See what it look like. Uh-huh. Anyway. Stay hydrated. Okay? Mother earth is 30% water. Okay? Your body is, I'm sorry, mother earth is 70% water. Your body is 70% liquid. Not only water, it's blood, it's the platelets, it's the, um, the other soft tissues that could be um, water, that are water soluble. It's all these sinews and all of that stuff. Water. I said blood, right? Yeah. Blood, pus, all of that. Um, mucus, all of that. Okay? So keep yourself hydrated. And I'm going to tell you this. Say like you're going to, this is just an example. Say like you want to get blood drawn. The best thing for you to do is drink some water before it is. Not only does it hurt less, but the blood is not so sticky. When that water is applied to that blood, it makes it flow easier. So you want to just keep yourself hydrated, okay? Especially if you're older, keep yourself hydrated. I know a lot of people don't like water, which is weird to me. <laughs> Considering that your body's 70% uh, <laughs> liquid um, and you can't live three days without it. But you would be surprised how much of a difference water makes in your life. I know there's a lot of people that um, drink carbonated drinks and uh, whatever it is and um, sugary drinks and aspartame drinks and whatever that's wrecking your body. Plain water. Mm -hmm. Plain water. It'll clear you up. It'll clean you out. That water. As a matter of fact, we're talking about water. There's been a study about water. This is how this is how perfect the most high is. It has something to do with spirituality. It does. I already told you everything is relevant, but I'm gonna upload that um that information about water and how powerful of an element water is. I'm gonna upload that just to give you some idea how powerful water is. Utilize water. Water's your friend. It's gonna come a time where ain't gonna be no water. You already know what's going on right now. Okay, even the scriptures say there ain't going to be no water. So utilize water, people, and don't abuse it because there's a lot of people in parts of the world that don't even get to use water. Just thank the most high that you're able to um, turn on a faucet, a tap, and be able to drink out of it or use it for your body and whatever else. Use it to cook for, I mean, cook with and all that. You better thank the most high that you're able to get it. Okay? All right. That's that was seven. Um, number eight, don't take who you are and what you do so seriously. And what do I mean by that? A lot of people look at life and they see the seriousness of life. And a lot of times when people are so serious, they're just not happy. Don't take life so seriously. You don't. Because I want you to remember this at all times. If you had 24 hours to live, would any of those things really matter? Really? All those things that, oh, I got to do this and I got to do that. And you're so pressed and stressed to do them. Think about this. If the most high said, I'm giving you 24 hours to live, get your stuff in order. What would be your priority? What would be the priority? And keep that in mind. Those priorities would be priorities like family and loved ones. Those are the priorities. Other stuff that you have to do, just take it light. Take it light. 
because it's just a light. Like I said, even the people who get on your nerves, just be like, whatever. Okay, number nine, purge yourself of any negativity. And how do we do this? You could pray to the most high and ask the most high not to allow that stuff to sit on your heart. That's one thing. Number two is meditation. And how are you meditating? You can still ask the most high by using the scriptures, the word, to combat the negativity that's in you. I already told you that's the devil talking to you. So sometimes you're listening instead of just letting it go in one ear and come out the other. I know there's a lot of stressful stuff going on, but that doesn't have to sit on your heart. But if it does, to get rid of the negativity and purge it out your spirit, do some meditation on the word and continue to say it to combat the negativity that's in there and it'll go in flame. Remember, especially if you are a saint, like I said, do, do some exercises, do some breathing techniques. They have that on YouTube. Also, close your eyes, take some deep breaths. When you take deep breaths, which is very good for you. Not only is it good for your diaphragm, but it brings more blood into the blood vessels, distributing them all throughout the body. Makes you feel a little bit of endorphins. Makes you feel better. Okay? You can also um, get a journal and start writing in it. Excuse me. Sometimes it helps to put things in perspective when you're able to see them. Okay? When you're able to put your thoughts into words on a piece of paper, you'll be able to see the tangibility of what you're trying to accomplish or what you're feeling. Sometimes what you're feeling is just a feeling and you can't really um, grasp it because it's a feeling. Like I said, you may not even know that you have the feeling until you're writing it down. So you're forcing it to come out of your being onto the paper. So this way you can look at it and you can change whatever it is that's on that paper. At least it will be a start for you to say, okay, well, if you wrote down today, I'm not feeling all that great because of X, Y, and Z. You can look at that paper and go, all right, well, this is what I'm going to change yesterday. I mean, tomorrow. This is what I'm going to change about myself tomorrow. Or you could just write your aspirations and inspiration on paper. Okay. And let that be... Um, Number 10. Number 10 is set goals. Like I said, in aspirations, you got that um, that uh, book, that um, journal, you could write your aspirations and some inspiration down. If you have like a poem or something that you made in your head, write that down. Put the date on it. You always want to look back and say, let me see what I was feeling on Wednesday, January 13th, whatever it is. And this is also a type of measurement of your feelings and your thoughts, which is important. Um, you also um, want to write down any goals that you want to accomplish. I don't care what it is. If it's taking a sewing class or taking a martial arts class, maybe you want to throw some axes, maybe you want to go bowling. These are the things, if you never bowl, these are the things that you can write down and try. Because like I said, when you learn something new, your brain is um, working and uh, has exercise. You've given your brain exercise by learning new things. And not only that, um, when you start doing physical things, physical activities like bowling or um, axe throwing, or, this takes movement. 
Okay, and it makes you feel better too. I'm gonna tell you this. There's um some rooms um that they have. Not only do they have like the mystery room, um, a lot of times you have to find certain clues to get out of the room. Well, there's also um um a room that you could go in and take, uh, especially if you're stressed out. You could go and pick, I don't know if they have this in every state, but you could go and pick a tool whether it be an ax, a baseball bat, whatever it is, you go pick a tool and you put on this uh, protective gear from head to toe and go in that room and go ham. Oh, yes. You could go in that room. They got TVs. You know them old box TVs? They got all this thing that you could crush and smash. They got all of that. You got some pent up anger and hostility. Oh, you need to be going to that room, honey. After you get out that room, you will be feeling just as right as rain. Honey, do that. Oh, I think it's like $50 or some. It depends on how long you want to be in there. I think it's 15 minutes and then 45 minutes, something like that. But you take uh, the baseball bat or the club or whatever it is and start smashing everything they got old computers and all kinds of stuff and you could just smash it until your heart is content yeah so um you can do that um those are my 10 suggestions for you like i said um there's some books that i would like to refer to you but before i refer and then drop the link in to um, the um, Spotify, I'm going to drop it and I'll continue to drop the link. When I get that link, then I'm going to do it. Okay. There's some books that you could just read and take with you. And um, it's they're like little workbooks. They are so good. They are so good. They really are. They give us ideas of what to be thankful for. Sometimes we don't, we don't think about that. Whenever you could get up another day and take a deep breath, you should be thanking the most high, really, because some people didn't wake up in the morning. Some people didn't. Some people woke up and they couldn't move their body parts. Some people woke up and they had a stroke and they on life support. I mean, it's so many things to be grateful for. That's something um, that you should consider all the time. Okay, that's that's one thing I want to say. Now, this is the part two I'm going to say. The first um, thing I said was the correction or clarification in regards to the Samaritans. That went with the other lesson on Wednesday. The second thing that I wanted to say, which is actually the first thing, is about um, just making sure that you don't have the blues or you don't feel um, not like yourself. Those simple 10 things that I gave you should uh, be able to fulfill your spirit. Now, I did not say prayer or nothing like that because it should be a given. You should always stay prayed up. You should always be grateful, okay? There's scriptures that say um, that you should be. And this is not uh, a lesson. This is just a word for somebody. Um, like I said, I hear things and people uh, talk to me about things, so... I like to spread and share um, experiences from people. I'm also an empath. Sometimes I could just feel it. Sometimes I could feel a person, honestly. I could feel an individual and I'm thinking about them, thinking about them. And guess what? They in distress. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for all those people who are empaths, 
an empath is just somebody who has um, a higher sense of empathy for somebody else. And that's, you know, it's a little more spiritual. Um, this is what I want to talk about too. Life chat in regards to husbands and wives or significant others or those who um, you invest your time and energy into. Now, there may be somebody who's having problems in their relationship. I don't care what kind of relationship you have. There might be some hiccups in the relationship and you don't know where to go and you don't know where to turn and you don't know what to do. This is my advice to you. Um, I have some real um, tools to give you. Number one is to check your communication. Yep, check your communication. I understand fully that different population of people have different ways of looking at things, different ways of dealing with problems and issues, uh, different ways of solving um, things that are in a bind, okay? Um, communication is what you need to have in any area, family area with your children, with your spouse, with your girlfriend, boyfriend, friends, interpersonal relationships on all levels. You need to be able to communicate effectively. Effective communication is key. Okay? Um, nobody's a mind reader. I say this all the time. The only one who could read people's mind was Yeshua when he got down here and Yahuwah, who is actually Yeshua in the flesh. That's the only one who could read the mind. No human being down here could read a mind. Nobody, 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 nobody. And in a relationship, I don't care what kind of relationship it is, in an interpersonal relationship, if there's something wrong with you, you need to have a conversation with the person that it involves. There needs to be a conversation. Not only does there need to be a conversation, you need to know how to talk to this person. Because like I said, uh, People have their own ways of communication or not. When I say or not, there's some people that don't know how to communicate at all. They come from families that don't talk about nothing. And a lot of times it was older families, like um, older. And I did a lesson about this, about different generations. Um, generation um, Z, X, Y, the new generation, um, the quiet generation. You can go on the platform library and, and um, listen to that lesson because that's an important lesson because you want to understand the generation. And I got it down. I got it down, Pat, because I did research, real research on each generation because all our older, our older adults, our older family members, our elders, they come from a generation, don't say nothing. Keep it all bottled up. Yeah, that's what it is. You'll never get a peep out of them. Okay. And then it's the other generation that since their parents never told them nothing, they had to figure it out on their own. And it, a lot of times it was trial and error when it shouldn't be. And then it came down to another generation that they was rebelling because nobody wasn't telling them nothing. Now I'm not going through disease of the um, generation X's, the baby boomers. I'm not going through that because I already did that lesson. But I say that to say there are people in your family, you know, um, depending on where you grew up, depending on where they grew up, what their age um, is, 
and the demographics where they live, they, you may not be able to get nothing out of them. So they raised you up to keep all your feelings bottled up and act like you don't have feelings. And just to let you know, I didn't grow up like that. <laughs> okay. Now, my mother's parents did. They kept everything um, hush hush, but not my mother. So um, sometimes when you grow up with people like that and you are a certain age and your your um your generation is not like that, you can't talk to your parents. You can't communicate with them. You can't get through to them. I say this, leave them where they are. Leave them where they are. Let them be whatever because you're not going to be able to change them. What you need to do is learn to communicate yourself. Take a class in communication. There is classes that you could take in communication. Uh-huh. Take a human service class. Go online and listen to one. In order for you to learn how to communicate effectively. There's even communication classes for you to communicate effectively. There's all kinds of uh, classes for you to be able to communicate, especially if you're in certain businesses. Mm -hmm. So um, you want to be able to learn how to communicate effectively. Like I said, some people um, grew up in households that never said nothing. I don't care what was going down. The house was on fire and nobody said nothing. Somebody was getting raped, nobody said nothing. There was incest, nobody said nothing. Somebody's raising somebody like an animal, nobody says nothing. Yeah, that's how crazy it is. But like I said, if you're in an uh, interpersonal relationship, like I said, be it marriage, be it um, good friendships, uh, family members, learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. Because nobody could read your mind. And I'm talking about, now I'm only talking about the people who do communicate. Because those other people who don't communicate, leave them over there. Because they're not going to communicate with you if they're elder. They're not going to change their ways. But a younger, younger people will, um, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they will listen and possibly take your advice if you're um, telling them that they need to learn how to communicate better. Like I said, you don't have to go outside your house to take a class. You could do right on YouTube University. Type up com effective communication and listen to those people. Okay. Um, like I said, if you have a problem, especially husbands and wives, girlfriends and boyfriends, um, those loving relationships, if you have a problem, sit down with your mate and have a conversation. Yeah. It could save your relationship to have an honest communication. Uh-huh. Look at that person in their face because you need to be able to communicate with them with your body and your mouth. You want them to look at you and look at your face, at the emotion when you communicate with them. You need to let them know the seriousness of the situation. That's what you need to do. Not only that, if you're in a loving relationship, I'm going to say this. If you trust the one that you love with your vulnerabilities, then you communicate with them and get through to them. There are some relationships they can't trust their mate. And I say this, 
You should not be in a relationship when you can't trust your mate with your vulnerability. You should not be in that relationship. And I'm going to say this too. The scriptures, and I did a lesson on this too. Please check the platform library. The scriptures say that the Most High will send you your mate. A lot of times we bypass that. We look at that person, that person look good and be like, okay, I'm going to go with that person because he looked good physically or he might have some money. So the man may look at the woman and be like, physically, she look good. All right. And she listened to what I said. And the, and the woman looking at the man, yeah, he might have some money, honey, and he look good. So I guess I'll be with him. And guess what? The most high did not put y'all together. Flesh put y'all together. And lust. Mm -hmm. That's why it will not work. I don't care how long you think that you're in a marriage. Just because you got that piece of paper don't mean you're in a loving relationship. I'm going to tell you a little story. There once was somebody who asked me my opinion about marriage. Okay? And this is what I said. They were young. Didn't have too much experience with uh, the opposite sex. And they wanted to run and get married. This is what I said. I said, you're not ready. I don't believe that you're ready. I'm going to tell you exactly what I said. I don't believe that you're ready. I said to the male, you're not experienced enough to be married at this young age. Now, right here, when you're, um, I'm just going to say 20. He wasn't 20, but I'm just going to say 20. They want to run and go get married at 20. You're not the same at 20 that you are at 25. You're not the same at 25 that you are at 35. You're not the same at 35 as you are getting older. Every day we learn something new if we're lucky because some people stay stagnant. And that's another lesson that I did. Check the platform library. But I'm saying this to say, if you're in a relationship and the Most High did not bring y'all together, it's going to be a hard one. Mm -hmm. There are scriptures from um, Solomon that say that the most high puts you together. And you know why the most high puts you together? Because if you pray to the most high and you tell him that you want to mate, guess what the most high is going to do? He's going to clean up your act. That's what he's going to do. If you can't, um, if you can't be faithful, he's going to test you and make you um, a sparring athlete until you're able to be faithful. If you don't know how to communicate, he's going to test you and he's going to make sure that you learn how to communicate before you get into a relationship. And the same thing is going to happen with the other person that's going to come into your life. The most high is perfect. When I say perfect, calculated in a good way, did everything before the foundation of the world. That's what he did. But sometimes we try to bypass it just because something physically looks good or it feels right. Now, remember, we wretched bees. The most high say he knows our hearts and we are desperately wicked. So what do you think you're thinking about when you connect with somebody? If the most high is not your foundation, really, and I'm not talking about God and Jesus, because who, who's that, number one? And number two, I'm not talking about religion. When I say God and Jesus, I'm talking about religion. I'm talking about spiritually spiritually connected to 
the creator of the universe. That's what I mean. If you don't have that foundation by asking the most high to make me good for this person, make me perfect for this person, you ain't gonna last. Okay? You're not gonna last. You know why? Because you don't have a solid foundation. You can't communicate. You're not mature enough. You don't have enough integrity in the relationship to keep it. Because relationships are hard. It's easy to get married. Anybody can get married. It's easy to sign that paper, go get that license, and go get married. But you want to know what's hard? Keeping the relationship. And you know what it takes to keep a relationship? And I already did this lesson. It takes commitment on all levels. It takes communication. It takes understanding and forgiveness and growth and maturity. That's just half of it. You're not going to like that person all the time. Okay? Just think about if you had siblings. Did you like your sibling all the time, but y'all was connected by blood? You're not going to like your uh, significant other all the time. You may not like the way he lives. He might be a mess or she might be messy and you could be tidy. Like Oscar and Felix, for those people of a certain age who used to watch that, the odd couple. If the most high put you in a relationship together to build and grow, you're going to keep that relationship. Is the relationship going to be perfect? No, but it's going to be excellent. But if you don't have the most high in your relationship, it's not going to last. I don't care who you are. If you don't put that sal I mean salvation, that foundation down, you are not going to have a relationship. I don't care if you was married for five years, six years, seven years. I don't care. There's things missing and need to be worked on and you're not working on them and you don't know where to go. Let the most high be your foundation. If you're already married, let the most high be your foundation. What does that mean? It means you might have to go to a mature, more mature couple to help you. You need the, uh, you need the, uh, the village to help. It's nice to have a village to help you grow, especially if you have children in a marriage. You need the village. And I'm not talking about the village idiot. I'm talking about the village. The village people who are mature, the village people who are in a solid marriage, not a false marriage, not a fake marriage, not a marriage that ain't built on nothing. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a real solid marriage that somebody could look and sit in front of somebody else's face that's married and have a conversation about their vulnerabilities and what they feel. That's what I mean. You need to learn how to talk to your man. Okay? You need to stop acting like you could read a mind because that's not even realistic. And stop running away from your mate. Because some people don't know how to talk to their mate and they want to say something, they just don't know how and they'll go and do something stupid to mess everything up. You don't need that. What you need to do is go to a righteous couple or a righteous person to help steer you. Or go to couples counseling. How about that? Because there's some professionals that can help you communicate effectively. Because that's what it's about. It's about communication. Uh-huh. What do you like? And it shouldn't be whatever you like. Uh-uh. It should always be a balance, a consensus between two people. Because two people become one, but you can't become one if you're oil and water. Okay? Like I said, it's easy to run and go get married. And it sounds romantic and wonderful and great, but it's work, work, work. 
And like I say, you ain't gonna always like that person you wake up next to. I don't care how many kids you have. I don't care what you're trying to do. You need to solidify the relationship, okay? With a solid foundation. And it needs to be built on something strong and real, not no fake crap. That's what you need to be doing. That's number one. Communication is key. Like I said, nobody can read nobody's mind. You can't get mad. Oh, you should know what I want. Hey, how am I supposed to know what you want? Am I in your brain? This is the unrealistic nonsense. And then one person denying themselves and giving everything they have to the other person. Uh, that's a 90-10 relationship. One person is overpowering the whole relationship. And the other person bends over backwards to that other person in the relationship and give them everything and they have nothing for themselves. What kind of relationship is that? That's not a good relationship. I have counseled, counseled people to give them information like that. Sometimes people don't listen if they're headstrong and they determine to do whatever they want. But I'm going to tell you this, your relationship's not going to last. It's not going to last if you're determined to be right, if you're determined not to talk, if you're determined not to be vulnerable to the person you're supposed to love, if you're determined not to have or give yourself enough um, leeway to understand the other person and love the other person for who they are and learn how to communicate. If you don't do that, you're not going to have a good relationship. You may still be married, but your relationship is fractured. And if you notice, you can't walk with a fractured leg, a fractured toe, anything fractured. It has to be solid. So if there's anything like that happening to you, my suggestion is the first thing you want to do is talk or maybe seek somebody who can help you who is, uh, um, excuse me, oh, my chest, excuse me. Seek somebody who is a righteous person or um, go to therapy. Get a professional who can give some science for you. How about that? Because <laughs> the most high does, um, his manifestation is uh, scientific. Just letting you know. If you feel that way, pray first. Pray. If you can't go to a righteous person who can give you counseling and when I say righteous I mean go to somebody who you look up to who's married and who's living a righteous life yeah or you can go to a professional they're taught to help you to communicate and look at things they could be the intercessor between you and your significant other do one of two things don't go to somebody who don't know what they're talking about don't go to somebody who's not married don't go to somebody who has a pretend marriage. Don't go to somebody who has been divorced because they didn't work out their own uh, issues. I do not believe in, um, what is that they always say when they get married? Uh, I mean, when they get a divorce. Un, un, irreconcilable differences. I don't believe in that because we could change our mind at any time. We are forces that change our mind at any time. That's why the Most High said, I'm going to give you a free will. You can change your mind at any time. For something that you never liked, you can turn around and look and say, well, let me try to work on changing my mind to see if there's something that I do like about it. Yes, we are forces of change. So it's not 
it's not even realistic to say, oh yeah, irreconcilable differences. You just don't want to do the work. That's number one. And you're lusting and you're um, unrealistic in your mind. I mean, we live in a microwavable society. I want it now, 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 now. And if it don't work, I'm going to throw it away or put it in a recycle and I'm going to go get something else. We need to stop the nonsense because it's being counted against us with the most high. <laughs> Everything we do, especially with relationships, because the most high made a man and a woman to come together as one and have families. How is it you coming together? Everything's all jacked up. And the only thing that's good in your life is either sex, the children, or the fact that y'all live in one house together. You got your own life over here and he got his own life or she got her own life over there and y'all living as roommates and got everybody thinking y'all have a real good relationship. I already did this lesson uh, very deeply. I went deep into this type of lesson on the platform library, but I'm just giving you some pointers. Another thing you should do, love yourself. Love yourself. Only you can make yourself happy. Somebody else can make you happy. It's unrealistic to believe that somebody else is going to come into your life and make you happy. Oh, I'm miserable. Let me go with this man or this woman and let her make me happy. You know how ridiculous that sounds? And people do it all the time. And then they start complaining about it. And if you're telling a professional or somebody who knows better, they're sitting there while you're talking trash and they saying to themselves, this person is a fool. To think an outside source is going to make them happy. This is why we live in a world that we live now. This supply and demand thing, this capitalistic society, and the way that we're fooled by the devil. The devil tells us, oh, you need something bigger. You need something better. You need this. You need that at all times. Keeps us distracted. When the real reality is, I already told you, our basic needs. The basic need is food, shelter, companionship. Food, shelter, companionship, and uh, water. Food, water, shelter, companionship. Yeah, that's all we need. All the rest of the other stuff is a nothing. People don't get it. Like I said, back to what I was saying in regards to somebody else making you happy. If you're waiting for an outside source to make you happy, it's never going to happen. You got to be happy in yourself, okay? Um, like I said, don't depend on somebody else to make you happy or content. Okay. You got to be happy yourself. Don't just go do stuff to be happy. It's a mindset. Okay. Only you can make yourself happy. Okay. Even the most high said, I'm going to send you my peace. Did he say, I'm going to send you my happiness? No. You have to make yourself happy. That's your own choice. It's, you have to choose to be happy every day. That's everybody. Don't look at somebody else and go, oh, this person is so happy all the time. You have no idea what that person is doing. And that person chooses happiness. They choose to be happy, just like they could choose to be miserable. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing I want to say, if you are married or if you are in a serious relationship that's getting ready to result in marriage, keep people out your business. Please keep people out of your business because it ain't going to do nothing but blow up in your face because you're going to look like a fool if there's something detrimental in your relationship because guess what? People do judge. People judge. And I'm going to say this. 
there's some scriptures in the um in the New Testament that pretty much tells you when you um start walking by faith and stuff that you should communicate your um the things that you did wrong to um those people that are in your life. But this is the caveat. If the people are not righteous, what they're going to do is judge you. So people don't really understand what that means. You have to go to a righteous person because a righteous person understands not to point fingers. A righteous person wants to help you. I'm talking about a true righteous person. I'm not talking about a religious person because that's two different things. In religion, that's the first thing they do is point fingers at people. They always looking at the um the little stick in somebody's eye and they have planks in their eyes. Uh-huh. And they can only see you from the corner of their eye, but they see that little stick in your eye. That's what religious people do. But righteous people, righteous saints of the most high, they humble. They know how hard it is being a human being, how hard it is having a relationship. Yes, and how much work needs to be done in a relationship. So what they're going to do is they're going to guide you. They're not going to talk about you behind your back. They're not going to give you some false information that don't make sense. And you're going to know them by them having a successful and excellent relationship. And you'll be able to see it. So that's who you go to. Don't go to none of these yahoos that's religious that don't know nothing because they're showing you they don't have a good relationship. You don't even have to ask. You're seeing it that their relationship's not good. So they somewhere off in La La Land. If that's the case, <laughs> go to a therapist. Don't tell your people your business because the first thing they're going to do is tell somebody else. You know why? Because they don't got nothing else going on in their lives. They're heavy up and start talking about you in your life. Well, <laughs> I can tell you how many secrets I know of other people that I don't even connect with. I know their business. How? Because somebody they told, told somebody else, that told somebody else, that told me. Okay? Ugh. Keep people out of your business. If you don't want your business told all over, keep people out of your business. Which brings me back to number one. Communication is the key. If you can communicate with your spouse, your significant other, your family member who you're having problems with, you don't have to go here, there, and everywhere. You can go right to the source. Not unless, the only reason, the only way that would be a problem that you couldn't go to the source is somebody who doesn't know how to communicate, somebody who is ignorant, meaning stupid, senseless, and refuse to listen, stiff neck, that's what I mean, or they're too arrogant, they're egomaniac, and they don't believe nothing's wrong with them. That's the only way that you're not going to be able to get through to this person. And you got to think about that. How did I end up with this person? Remember, birds of a feather flock together, so maybe you need to look at yourself. Okay, um, even when your situation get out of control, don't go to your family members. Don't go to the people, um, your in-laws, your family members. Don't go to them. Go to the source, your spouse or your, uh, uh, your significant other. Go to them and let them know what's going on. Oh, I don't like what's happening. And learn how to talk to them because you just can't come out and go, oh, this and that and start going in. You have to learn how to communicate, which is number one. Learn how to communicate. Because you could tell somebody to go blankety-blank themselves and say it in a way that they don't even know. This is what I mean, how powerful communication is. So learn how to do that directly to the source and stop going to all these other people. Don't go to the other people because your business is going to be spread like peanut butter and jelly. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. All right. 
like I said, people were raised differently, raised in different type of family structures. Some people don't know how to communicate. Some people do. It's hard when one person knows how to communicate and the other person doesn't and refuses to communicate and doesn't want to listen. Or one person um, is dysfunctional in regards to communication. I mean, they just don't know how. If they're not yelling or going off or um, doing these psychological crazy things, it's like you living in a house with three people. I mean, I don't know how people live like that. Honestly, I don't. In every area of my life, if I can't talk to you and communicate with you, I don't want to be bothered. If I can't reason with you, because I am a, um, a person of reason and humans are people of reason. If you can't reason with somebody, something's wrong with you. Something's wrong with you. So that's how I feel about everything. A doctor, a nurse, a bus driver, even though I don't get on the bus. Anybody, if I can't communicate effectively with you having a real conversation, I'm never going to throw my pearls because I don't like wasting my time or my breath. And that's how people should be. If we can't have a serious um, communication, I can't mess with you. That's how it should be. Even in a relationship, y'all should already have done this before you got married or getting into a serious step as to going into marriage. All this hiding your um, your true self and putting on a, a, um, a false face, that's not going to help you in the long run because you got to live with this person. I mean, it's just crazy. You, It's crazy. Um, what else did I write down? Hold on, I got to read it. Uh, um, like I said, take other people's uh, background into consideration in regards to learning how to communicate. This should be done before you got married. But if you're married already, please work on that. Um, and don't, when people say they refuse to talk about stuff, this is the problem. It's basically telling you they don't want to face what it is, uh, what it is that's going to happen. Maybe something else is on their mind. Maybe they have some kind of fear inside of them. That's when this um, outside intervention needs to be um, had. Like I said, go to a righteous person that's experienced or go to a professional. Um, when people act like there's nothing wrong, when they're doing all kinds of stuff and they refuse to see the elephant in the room, there's a conversation that needs to be had. And if you can't have that conversation, like I said, you need to go to therapy. Um, hmm. You have to be able to discuss what you want. You have to. Or else you ain't going to get what you want. And there is a way that everybody will get what they want or at least meet each other halfway. But you can't do that if you don't have no, um, no communication. Um, this is the only way you'll be able to work it out, you know, and solve whatever problems. Don't go to somebody who's not in your relationship, which I already said. Most of the time, whoever um, you consult with doesn't have a healthy relationship or they don't know about you and your partner to even help you. Or maybe they do know about you and your partner, but not your secrets that you're working on. And then you turn around, tell, a secret, tell that person a secret and they tell everybody else. Um, I'm hoping that the people who need to hear these 
uh, pieces of advice, spiritual advice. I hope they take them. I hope what I said helps in regards to feeling blue and in regards to having a healthy relationship. Um, it's bad enough everything else is happening around us. It's really hard to have the world crumbling in some way or another. And then your personal life is crumbling and then your inner self is crumbling. It's really tough. It's really hard. It's a lot of people that feel like they want to jump off a bridge. But I say to you, the Most High has made you like Teflon. The Most High said he would never give you something that you cannot handle. He's right there, just like he was with the children of Israel, just waiting for you to ask something, for, um, asking for something. Yeah, he's waiting. He's waiting for you to ask. What did he say? Knock and the door is going to be open. Search and you're going to find. You see how easy that is? It just takes for you to take the first step. Don't take all this stuff on your shoulders and let the devil tell you to end it all. Because guess what? One of the devil's biggest, biggest, one of the biggest things is to get you to hurt yourself so that you don't go with the most high. If you don't believe that, you better check um, the um, the book of Bartholomew. When the devil is telling Bartholomew, yes, we can get people to commit suicide. Uh-huh. And it's against the law. Well, it's not against the law that the Most High said don't commit suicide. But if you terminate in your life and the Most High gave you life, what are you saying to the Most High? That you wasn't satisfied with what he gave you. And the Most High don't make no junk, baby. He don't make junk. He makes Duracell batteries, energizers, baby. That's what he makes. He makes you strong and tough like Teflon and just as valuable as gold. He makes you like a sparring athlete. You just got to be able to get and run. Get up and run and have that stamina to keep running. You can do this. You can do this. So um, with that, I say I hope that what I said gives you a piece of, should I say happiness? I don't know. I would say I would give you another tool to use in your toolbox to think about the things that I said. And this will bring you content in your life and give you some kind of resource on what to do if you have a relationship that is failing, that is not up to par, that you feel could be better. Like I said, go to somebody who you're able to talk to who is a righteous person, who has a good relationship. Because there's stipulations at the most I say, if you're going to be an influence on somebody, make sure your stuff is right. That's what he says about the ministers and about people um, who head and guide the assembly. So those are the people you can go to. And in the Old Testament, that's what you did. So there are all there are also people like that um, today. You just want to seek them out. And if you can't find somebody like that, go to a professional. They went to school for years to learn how to do that. And basically, it's teaching you and giving you tools how to communicate. Once you know how to communicate with your significant other, y'all can take it from there. You can take it from there. You just got to learn how to communicate and learn 
I, I would say learn body language too. Learn how to communicate, learn how to interpret body language and learn how to be vulnerable in front of somebody. You can't hold your personal self to yourself if you're married to somebody. Then you tell the most high that you're going to go with this person. Y'all have become one. How can you be, keep your own personal whatever thoughts and feelings to yourself and you got a significant other? That just doesn't make sense. I be child, it don't make sense to me. But anyway, like I said, I'm not going to get back into it because I just feel like it's like, it's terrible. Anyway, I just praise the most high. I have a wonderful relationship. I have a um, respectful relationship. I have a husband who loves me and who is in love with me. I have a husband who I can relate to. I have a husband who I can sit and talk to and vibe with for real, for real, and tell him my innermost thoughts and help him to understand if he doesn't. And he has the same thing in me. So I just feel like if somebody's coming together as one, that's what you should have. I'm not saying my relationship is perfect. I'm saying it's excellent because I made it excellent and we make it excellent. He makes it excellent. I make it excellent every day. And for the longest time, we've been together for 22 years. So in all those 22 years we've been together, have we liked each other? Sometimes we didn't like each other, but we always loved each other. Yeah, we always loved each other. But sometimes you don't like your mate. Sometimes you didn't like what he did. Sometimes he didn't like what I did. And guess what? Even if we had to walk away and cool off for a little bit and come back and have a conversation of what happened, we're still together. We still are in love with each other. Can you say that? Can you actually look or look at your spouse or think about your spouse and say, I'm in love with my spouse. Because naturally you love them. I mean, you could just love them with the love of the most high. I mean, because we're supposed to love our brethren with the love of the most high. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the real love that you had when you got married or you said you're going to be with this person, that kind of love. Not the, oh, I love you with the love of the most high. Not that. Like I said, you got to be realistic with yourself. Anyway, with that, I ain't going to get back into it. I hope and pray that um, this helps. I hope that what I said edifies you. I hope that it becomes a tool in your toolbox to give you a resource or resources on what to look for and how to go about having a great relationship and beat the blues. With that, I say until next time. Hi, trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. 
it's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.